Hey, thanks for being with us today on Brave Men. I remember these commercials years ago. And there was a man, and he would be, uh, he was like skiing, you know, water skiing. And, and he had this hair that had been put on him. And he was, it was called a hair club. And he said, I'm not only the owner of it, but I'm a client. And so as a client, he had bought this place. And that was a big thing. And Nick Stumbo, who's with us today, is one of those kinds of stories is that not only is he the executive director of a ministry called Pure Desire, but he was one of the men who was helped through it, and he was set free from a, a really difficult addiction to pornography. And so Nick Stumbo is an amazing story. I'm with uh, Chris Shields, who's our producer for Brave Men. I'm Paul Lewis Cole, and uh, it's great to have you with us, and great to have you here, Chris. This is going to be a great story. Yes, it is. What a powerful, again, like these last couple of episodes. Yeah, we've had restoration. Some, yeah, restoration. Man, it's amazing. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Yes. That's, it, a, that's sort of a Jesus thing, isn't it? Wow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, it's like, wow, Bible. You know, people come say alive. brave men. So it's the stories of brave men. Yeah. Well, it is, but really what brave men is about for me, mm -hmm. why we started it, was it was to enlarge all of our hearts. Yeah to take all of these things, build hope in us so that we would be courageous men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what a Nick Stumbo story does for me. It's like a guy who messed up. He was jacked up with this, you know, porn stuff. Now he's the executive director of the ministry called Pure Desire that helped him get set free of it. Yeah. And I mean, it makes me think of the story of uh, Jacob. You know, the yeah. very place that he was fleeing to was the very place that set him free. Yeah. Wow. You know, and it's like people don't see that. Laban means white. Yeah. Wow. He learned how to be pure mm. by going to visit his uncle. Isn't that something? And, and you see that in that. Uh, that but you the would, guy ripped him, though. See? Yeah. But it, you ripped him. Is that something about white? Is oh, that, my. Is that a... <laughs> Is that a thing? That? Purity. Why? Purity. Okay, I got you. <laughs> but Laban, no, that was that's an amazing story. That's a yes. great. Uh, that's a great parallel. Yeah. You know, the place he ended up could have been. I mean, he could have looked at it like Nick Stumbo did. He could have looked at it and said, "Man, I'm all messed up. I'll never do anything right." Uh, he gets into this. He actually walks through this program. Yes. And now he's walking thousands of other men through the same thing. Exactly. And it also just shows the power of thinking. You know, I love Proverbs mm. 23, 7. It says, so a man thinks in his heart, mm -hmm. so is he. And yep. it just shows how when a man is able to walk through a process that, that allows his thinking mm -hmm. to change. And he has brothers to do it with. Yeah, Romans 12, 2, where it says that, that our life changes by changing our thinking. Exactly. The way we think. And that's what pure desire does. It exactly. helps men change the rhythm. Um, it, it changes, the, it pivots how we see things and, and the filter in our lives. But that's the power of God that does that. So pure desire is a great ministry. They are an ally of ours. We are. We do stuff together. Yeah. I like Nick and all the different guys who are part of it. And Dr. Ted Roberts, who began this ministry, is a legend. Yes. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And then uh, Jeremy Wiles, who's one of the, uh, what, do you, what would you call them, uh, graduates? Yes. I guess a guy who's come through this. Walked through it, walked yeah. it out. He did this Conquer series, yeah. you know, the video series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy and Tiana, he's mm -hmm. a graduate. In fact, he went through at the same time as James Craft, wow. who we've had on another episode. Yes. How come we haven't had Jeremy on yet? Chris, you're the producer. Come on, man. 
Well, this, Actually, you know, it'd be great as he and his wife. Yeah, that would be. Because they had to walk through it together. And okay. now he's a film producer doing movies. And he did the Conquer series. And uh, Nick's in that. James Craft. I'm in that series. Wow. And it helps men get set free. of, And it's for churches and stuff. It's fantastic. Hey, today you're going to hear one of the most amazing stories. It's going to enlarge your heart. It's going to give you courage. going to help us be brave men. This is the story today of Nick Stumbo. It's Brave Man with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. I'm talking with Nick Stumbo, my friend, who's the executive director of Pure Desire Ministries, that um, a man that both of us deeply admire, Ted Roberts, founded, he and his wife years ago. And Nick, thanks for taking the time. Pure Desire is, um, it's a place to find hope and healing, but hope and healing from what? Yeah, hope and healing from pornography. It's uh, a message that we're passionate about. Well, really, we help the whole spectrum of what we would call sexual brokenness or unwanted sexual behavior. You know, you look at the data, and if if you just ask about pornography, the stats are alarming. But if if you expand that definition to say, are, are you struggling with some kind of unwanted sexual behavior in your life? And that could be everything from masturbation to pornography to acting out with other people. And you know, we find that routinely somewhere between 68 and 70% of men would raise their hand and say, yep, that's me. And 25 to 30% of Christian women would say the same thing. Now their, mm. their struggle might not always be the same, you know, the, the visual pornography that men yep. are drawn to, but women face very similar temptations to find value, worth, belonging, pleasure in sexual things. And it can and become a that, very, very destructive that, okay. pattern. Is that really what it's all about then? Value and worth? Well, yeah, that's a big part of what we try to do, Paul, is help educate the church that there's more going on than a moral choice. You know, and that's how most of us grew up is like, well, stop doing it. It's bad. It's wrong. It doesn't help. You know, God says not to. And and most of us knew that and tried yeah, very well, hard not to. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, Nick. You're, you're 16 years old. You've, you've come into this fullness of your sexuality. You're, you're interested in everything in the world. Yeah. Everything's out there. And then at 16... <laughs> There's, everything is out there. And then you're told by the church, yeah, don't look at anything. <laughs> don't be attracted. Yeah. I mean, this is that, I, I'm just telling you, man, that was, uh, that didn't work for me. And, it, and I don't think it works for young men. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just the truth is that we tend to have a very thin ethic of sexuality that basically says sex is for marriage and until then don't do it. And then after then, we don't really talk about it either. It's just like, well, go have sex because you're married and good yeah, luck go it all works. And we, we just need to embrace that God made us sexual beings and our sexuality is complex. That yes, wow. there's pleasure. Yeah. Back to your question. Yeah, there's desire and pleasure, but there's also things that we're looking for to, to medicate pain, to deal with unwanted mm. uh, emotions in our life. And for a lot of men and women, that's why it becomes um, a really a we might even call it an addictive struggle or just something they find very, very difficult to stop. It's not just because they're making a poor moral choice, but because it's become um, entwined in their emotional well-being or what they run to when things aren't working. You know, when they don't feel a sense of value or worth or belonging, sexual brokenness and pornography are that siren voice that's right there saying, I can make you feel what you want, even for a few moments. You know, and, and those few moments of everything making sense and we feel wanted and desired, 
the brain remembers that payoff and wants to go back there, even if it's followed by an avalanche of you know guilt, shame, regret, and remorse. What the brain hold, holds on to is what worked for those few moments. So it's it's such a, a deeply insidious uh, battle that we face because of that. You know, that's amazing. Uh, when you put it in, I mean, and this is why you guys are experts at this, with Pure Desire Ministries. Um, when you put it in that perspective, I think about guys who were addicted to, uh, let's say, crack, you know, uh, which is a, a really tough addiction. Yeah. You know, the, the hit from crack doesn't last that long. It's, it's 10, 15 minutes. It, it's this bam, big high, and then it's hours of feeling like crap. Yeah. And, and well, yet that 15-minute high is what then brings them back, aside from the, the yeah. physical cravings yeah. that, that we've you know, unlocked. Yeah, well, it, what's fascinating, when you really study the brain and what crack and other drugs do to the brain, actually that it's not the drug itself that you become addicted to, it's what the drug does in your brain that allows you to experience a heightened level of dopamine and the hit of endorphins that are already in your brain. And what researchers have found about the brain is actually the sexual, the payload that some kind of sexual high brings is as powerful or in many, many cases, much more powerful than the hit a person gets from a drug. So that, that's the challenge we're in is it's, it's the both end of it's a chemical problem in our brain that we really have become addicted to a high that is the drug that's in our own brain, but then also the emotional, you know, the history side of us that is looking for something to help us feel better or to make sense of life. So that's one of the things we really try to help um, men and women understand and, and church groups that you've got to fight this on multiple fronts. You know, you can't just put on the spiritual band-aid of pray harder and trust God and don't do it again. You've got to address what's going on in your brain. You've got to address what's going on in your soul that leads you into that pattern. And I think when people start to see some of that, just like you're saying, they recognize, oh, this is a much bigger issue than I thought. I, I just thought I made bad choices once in a while, but I can see now there's this whole system that's keeping me trapped in this cycle. And I've got to figure out how to dismantle that system. How do you start into that? And, and, you know, because we, I think most of us know that there's triggers, right? There's things that trigger us. And uh, how do I start into uh, just getting set free? Let's just use a, uh, I don't know, what would be an easy example, uh, Nick, you know, uh, even overeating or something, there's just trigger points, emotional trigger points I need to handle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me tell you about one of the biggest breakthroughs, I, you know, for me, as I went through the process about 10 years ago, and I grew up in a very solid Christian home, godly values, um, felt called into ministry at a young age. But I would say from about the age of 15 to 30, I struggled with on average, a monthly binge purge kind of struggle with pornography that I, I could be doing great. And then something, like you said, triggers me, takes me back. I'm there again, the guilt and shame and, and like how to break out of that cycle. And yeah. really what I, what I feel like my church upbringing had taught me is that a godly man, a man of integrity could be sitting at his computer alone late at night, feeling tempted to go to that old website or whatever it is that's hooked him. And a godly man could turn off the computer, get up and walk away. Yeah. And, and that's a wonderful ideal. But as you really look at what's going on in the heart and the brain and our patterns, that's a losing battle that we're fighting. And now that's yeah, not just sort of like, not responsible. 
Yeah, it's but, sort of like walking away from explosions, right? Yeah. Without looking back. That only happens in movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the truth is we've got to figure out how do I make sure that I'm never sitting alone late at night in front of a computer feeling triggered to look at old sites. Uh, well, to, to maybe recognize that's it. Maybe the whole pattern it. that leads yeah. me into that. Yeah. I, I mentioned to a guy one time, he said he had some problems. I said, where's your computer? He said, well, it's in, in the basement where I have an office. I said, well, then put your computer in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> what about a little simple thing like that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really the both and of we've got to recognize some of the physical things like when am I tempted? Where's my computer? What kind of access do I have to devices? I mean, the thing I can't believe is how many Christian men and women will say they take their cell phone with them into the bathroom. And it's like, okay, that's a place where you're isolated and alone. No one will see. Would you ever build, like, think of it this way. Would you ever build a magazine rack in your home bathroom and just fill it with every magazine known to man? Good and bad. You know, there's good housekeeping, but there's also uh, Playboy and, and the raunchy stuff on there. Like, if that was yeah. in your bathroom, would you let people just go in there, lock the door, and, and sit? Like, well, no, that'd be foolish. Like, who would wow. do that? Because I, I have never thought of that. But that's essentially what your phone is. You can see anything, anywhere, anytime. And, and people have habits of isolating with it and not even thinking, oh, maybe my behaviors are actually really working against me. Wow, Nick, this is, this is really revelatory. Uh, the, the website is puredesire.org, puredesire.org. Yes. Uh, and just the way it sounds, pure, P-U-R-E, pure desire. You know, I never thought of that because I don't ever really spend much time in bathrooms, but, but I do carry my phone because I'll finish up a text. Just anybody who's ever got a text from me, I didn't text you from me. <laughs> but I have been known to finish up some texts. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. Sometimes it's circumstantial, like we weren't even really thinking about our behavior, but no. suddenly we're we're back in a place where we're isolated on a device and wow. maybe maybe nine times out of ten we make the right choice. But I tell people all the time that the danger in your life is not the ninety percent you're doing well, it's it's the ten percent of time when you're a little down a little frustrated with your spouse, a little unfulfilled at work. So, so that's why I'm saying it's this dynamic of both the physical decisions we make, but also an awareness of what's happening in us emotionally. Because it's when those two things collide that we get into so much trouble. So that even that guy who's got his computer in his basement for work, I bet nine days out of 10, he has a great day, gets work done, it's quiet, it's, it's a good workspace. But when there's that day, it's rainy outside and his wife has been you know yipping at him over something and he feels unsuccessful well you know now suddenly he's wasting time on some sports thing and then it's he saw a picture and he clicked on that out of curiosity oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you see can't the, tell you how many people told me oh i was just curious and and then they're headed down that road and and that's what really gets us yeah and the thing is 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 nick it's not just the looking at a uh, let's say an illicit photo it's what happens in our brain is the process or the end result of that. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's creating, I mean, even as we see that image of something that is provocative or creates that little bit of trigger, all, already some dopamine and some brain chemicals are being released that is starting our, that old engine is kicking back in and goes, Oh, that feels good. And that's the very thing that men and women describe as boy, I just, I felt hooked and drawn in. And, and the further we go, the, the greater that release of chemicals gets until ultimately at a climax, there's that flood of, of 
brain chemicals. And that's what the brain becomes connected to. So the issue becomes that because we know the outcome, because our brain knows what that flood feels like, as soon as that little bit starts to get released, the brain goes, oh, we know where this goes and we know how to get there. And now, and most people have never really thought about this. Now you're actually fighting your own brain. Mm. And again, that's not to say, well, I'm not responsible for my behavior. It's, it's not my fault. Like, we do have to embrace, I made these choices and I created those pathways in my brain, but, but that's what I'm working against. And it's why we have to be so vigilant with other people in our life to honestly face those patterns and start to do battle where they begin, not try to do battle where they end. And, and that's what I just find is, is a real game changer for people. When they start doing the battle where it begins, they can be successful. Like if they recognize, man, as, as soon as I see any kind of triggering image. And that might just even be a banner ad that inadvertently popped up while they were doing something completely. Right. They need to have a plan right then that says, okay, I, I shut off my computer for a few minutes. I get up, I take a walk, I call a friend, just let them know what's happening. And if I can halt the process when I'm just, just starting to feel something, you know, it's, it, you can walk away. You can be like, Oh, you know, I, I did it. I, I didn't have to run back to that. Um, and so those are the kind of behaviors that we really try to train in a group setting to help people, one, have self-awareness to know what's triggering them, but then two, have a plan what to do when something happens and, um, and then really develop relationships to the depth that I've got people I can call uh, and report to on in those occasions. Well, I think that's it right there. And we talk a lot in Christian Men's Network uh, about brotherhood. In fact, we have a hashtag, hashtag CMN Brotherhood. And the reason is, is that, uh, you know, it's in those moments of isolation. That's when Elijah, yeah. this is a guy who actually called fire from heaven. Yeah. Okay. So he killed 400 men. He killed told, 400 guys. Told someone it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain. Try doing that, huh? Yeah. And God didn't even tell him to do that. He just did it and said, God, are you going to back me? God said, I'm It's not going to rain until I say so. It ain't going to rain. <laughs> this guy's awesome. And yet he ends up in a cave in depression and he's suicidal yep and the reason i believe is because he yeah. disconnected from his friends and disconnected yeah. from other people got depressed it's so yeah. easy to isolate in in our culture today and not have yeah. brothers and in fact right now and i mention this all the time nick right now there's probably somebody that that uh, you are a friend who's listening right now that you need to call or text or or uh, send us something disconnect with who needs to hear from you right now. We are our brother's keeper. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think that's one of the things that with Christian men's network and, and pure desire where we really uh, connect with each other is we just really believe in brotherhood. Yeah. And we believe that uh, when we stay connected, we're stronger. How do I talk to my son about this stuff, man? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Paul. And, and one that we get a lot because I think men and women feel like, boy, I, you know, I know the struggles I faced in a totally different world. And now in this digital cell phone device driven day and age where all that stuff is out there, how do I protect them? And uh, we always try to flip the script a little bit. And sometimes it's hard for people to hear, but, but I'll look someone in the eye and say, the greatest thing you can do for your son is face your own sexual brokenness. Wow. And I'll ask the man, I'll say, do you feel comfortable telling your story of what you've struggled with and what God's done in your life? And honestly, most people, when they get that question, it's like, uh, you know, well, well, not really. I just want to help my son. It's like, well, here's the bottom line. If you're not healthy, your ability to help your son be healthy is almost non-existent. 
wow. because you're going to be trying to teach something that you're not living. And they, they can sniff that out. So you can, wow. you can get on them about um, having covenant eyes on their phone and not, you know, where they put devices and, and you can do all that and, and kind of force some compliance and it, it, it can help. I mean, boundaries are healthy and they help. But if, if there's not something authentic coming out of your life where you're able to sit with your son and say, you know, buddy, I, I know what you're going through because I've been there. And I'm a man that struggled with these kind of things too. And here's what God has been teaching me. And here's how I've grown. And, and that doesn't mean the dad has to be perfect because that's the other danger. I think we feel like, well, unless I'm perfect, what, what do I have to teach my son? And so since I, since I struggled, I just kind of, kind of let them struggle too. It's like, no, if you're the dad, God put you there to be a voice of, of guidance and wisdom and love and truth. But, but you've got to have something happening in your life too. So I just, I try to invite men and say, you need to face your stuff. And when you do that, it will just, in it, automatically it kind of overflows into the relationship you have with your kids. So yeah, be, have conversations about where they use their phone and what they do at night and where their devices are. And all that is very good. Because that, that's the other thing I do tell parents, like, talk to them. Just say something. Yes. Too many parents... <laughs> Too many parents are still in the, well, we had the birds and the bees talk four years ago, and I think we're good. It's like, no, okay, you, you realize for your son, sex is on his brain like all day long. And if you only had one talk with him four years ago, he's, he's determined you're not a safe person to go to. Wow. But if, if routinely you're just bringing up, hey, man, how, how are you doing? How can I help? Yeah. You know, what, what's going on with girls at school? What are boys talking about? What, what are the jokes flying around? That, how is stuff making you feel? Like if, just engaging them in conversation creates a culture in your home yeah. where they, they realize, oh, dad's someone safe to talk to. So that's it's the other just, thing I really emphasize. That's it right there. It's a safe culture. And Hey, this is Chris. Let's take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to remind you how to get in touch with Paul and Christian Men's Network and the Global Fatherhood Initiative. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's cmn.men. Also, you can write to Paul at paul at cmn.men. That's paul at cmn.men. We have tremendous resources for churches with special discounts for groups on that website. Everything a church needs from A to Z to mentor and disciple men of all ages and backgrounds. Now, let's get back to this awesome interview between Paul and Nick Stumbo. PureDesire.org. I'm talking with Nick Stumbo, who's the executive director and uh, founded by Ted Roberts, who was a pastor and saw a need uh, for mm -hmm. men to get set free of sexual brokenness. And uh, a former, uh, was he a Marine aviator? Yep. Marine yeah. pilot. Yeah. So once a Marine, always a Marine. <laughs> I do know that much. Yes. He'll, if you meet him, if you meet him, he'll let you know. <laughs> well, he did. <laughs> He did. Uh, Dr. Roberts, I, I love that, man. He's, he is, uh, if he's anything, he's direct. Yes. I appreciate that about your ministry. But, you know, one of the things we always say, Nick, is that don't talk to your children about God until you first talk to God about your children. Hmm. That's and, a great way to put it. And what that means is, is that I should, I need to pray over my son you know, not go anoint him with oil. I mean, in my own private time, pray about him. And, and I believe if we're truly, if, if God is who he said he was, if the Holy Spirit is who Jesus said he is, then the Holy Spirit will bring to our mind things we need to say to our kids. Because it, the thing is, what do I say to him? Uh, can you give me a list of 10 things? Bro, if you need a list of 10 things, then you need to go pray. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> yeah. you need to go hang out with your kid. It's it's kind of like people say, uh, uh, I need a little uh, primer on on fathering. I go, I don't know, bro. Just grab a hold of it and maybe take him to the park and buy a dirt bike. I mean, you know, just do, yeah. do kid stuff, do but, guy stuff. And that's exactly the point I like to make. And you know, when you're talking to your kids about sex or trying to bring this up. Uh, too often we turn it into this weird, awkward, like, okay, there's this special meeting we're going to have and, and you're nervous. And it's like that, I don't know if that's helping. You know, when you should talk about this is when you're taking your kid out for a milkshake after school and just while you're driving in the car, just say, you know, Hey buddy, how's it going with girls at school? And and do you find anything going on in your brain or, you know, just to try to make it a normal part of life, because that's something, honestly, Paul, I really missed from my dad who, He's a pastor. He's a godly man. I love great my dad. We have a great friendship, but we never talked about this. Mm-hmm. And, and I lack that sense of just having this be a normal part of life. So anytime sex came up in our home, it was kind of like this taboo. What are we talking about? Why is that coming up? And, 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 and it just created in me this uncomfortableness with my own sexuality to even talk to people, which then can easily lead you into those problematic behaviors. So if you're a dad who's listening, just find normal ways while you're on a hike to, to bring up, you know, how are you doing with your cell phone and what's going on and just make it part of life because that's, that's what it is for us. And if you can model that, you know, your kids, and here's the other thing I'll say in that moment, they may not respond well and that's okay. Like they may not become this open book and just share all these things with you. But if you will keep at it, you are creating a space in their brain where they go, Oh, I can talk about this with dad and what'll happen. Here's what I can almost guarantee you is at a later point, maybe a couple of days later, maybe a couple of weeks later, they'll come around back to you and they'll ask a question or they'll bring something up. And I tell you, that's your gold mine moment where you're like, now it's happening because I've started the conversation and, and I didn't make it weird. And I just said, Hey, anytime you want to talk, I'm here for you sooner or later, it's going to come around for them. And they're going to say, Hey dad, you know, what about this? Like, now you're getting it because you're creating safety for them to bring those things up. Well, you know, the, the way we say it is you can't mold dry clay. And so uh, when that, when that pliability happens, mm. you've, you've applied, if you will, the oil of the Holy spirit, Kevin Lehman, yeah, uh, the great psychologist great calls them uh, teachable moments. And the one thing I've discovered as a dad now, grandpa is the teachable moments never happen at convenient moments. Yeah, so true. So, and then the other thing, you know, the awkwardness, the awkward, bad, just cracks me up, man. It's awkward moments because my dad was that way and kind of old school, you know, and, and hey, we're going to, you know, sit down, son, need to talk to you. Well, that wasn't normal in our relationship. And, and, then, and then there's the whole thing of, of what we think we need to do is lay down the law. And one of the things that we've discovered over the years in our ministry with CMN, I know you guys have discovered the same thing, Nick, is that when there's more law, there's less love. Mm-hmm. And when there's more love, there's less law. Because love actually completes it. And, and when you really love, then you'll do these things because you're going to lay down. your. You know, a guy said to me one time, he said, I'd do anything for my kids. I said, uh, you take a bullet for him. Absolutely, man. I'd be the first. I'd jump. It wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd jump in front of somebody who was going to hurt my kid. I said, then what are you doing with porn, man? Uh, well, that's a whole other. I said, no, no, no. That's taking <laughs> a bullet. It's, you know, you dealing with your porn issue 
addiction obstacle is the same as taking a bullet for your kid. Now you're either going to gird up your loins and do what you need to do, or you're basically saying you can shoot my kid. I don't know how much yeah. more plain to say that. And that's yeah. why uh, puredesire.org. That's why I appreciate what you guys do. Now, some of this sounds really complex. I mean, how, how much do I have to study this? Am I going to have to go through a semester of stuff? You know what I'm saying? It sounds yeah. really complex. Chemicals, you're talking yeah. chemicals and dopamine and, and all these different things. Uh, yeah. Nick, maybe I can't do it because it's too complicated. Well, uh, some of the truth is in, in God's beauty of creation, we are complex. And that's, I think, an error that we can make in Christianity is we want to simplify things to three steps to this and four weeks to that. And I, I don't know if I would call it complex as much as it is multi-layered. You know, your brain, your brain doesn't change quickly. And I think we all know that. I mean, how many people listening have gone on some kind of diet or fast or fat or, you know, like you cut sugar out of your life and, and you do that for a month out of willpower. But when that month is over, what are you doing? You know, you're back down in the Cokes and the cookies and the cake. And because there's these ingrained patterns of how sugar tastes and how it makes us feel and what we like and, and, and those patterns don't change quickly. And so, you know, most of our Pure Desire groups, obviously the Conquer series, which you're on and Pure Desire uses, that's a great 10-week study. And we really call that a great starting point. It's an entry ramp to a highway of healing. But for sustained healing, for lasting change, it often is a, a nine to 12-month process, yeah. about a year journey. And, and at the end of that year, men can feel equipped to say, I'm not just avoiding pornography. I'm living a different kind of life. Yeah. The way I view my kids, my wife, the world around me, like it's changing the way I do life. And that's why I'm free of the behavior. And so, so I, you know, I try to so challenge good. men on that because it's like, you know, we'll, we'll go to, we'll go to college for four years. We'll get trained as an apprentice in some craft for three years. We'll go to five years. Like when we think something's worth it, we invest. But then when it comes to our personal integrity that honestly has far greater impact on the life we live and the quality of our life, that's where like, well, I just, I just want to fix this tomorrow. It's well, like, bro, if you took 20 years getting into this problem, I don't think you're going to fix it tomorrow. It may take some to time to get out of it. Yeah. We want God to be a magician. Yeah. Uh, particularly those of us who, who may come from a more uh, Pentecostal or charismatic background. Yeah. My background, we love this whole bam, we prayed and it happened. And then yeah. from, a, let's say, a, an evangelical background, we want the seven steps, but we want all seven of them right now. And we'd yeah. like them tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, man, that's, that is so true, Nick. You know, if I want to learn fly fishing, you know, I'll go with a guy eight times, 10 times, 12 times. I'll go fly fishing with this guy over and over and over to learn how to just pull my line out of the reel properly, you know, uh, all the little nuances. I'll do it over and over and over. <laughs> Man, that's so good, Nick. Yeah. You know, another way to think of it is like uh, an analogy of learning a new language. Yeah. Now, you could, you could take a crash course on Spanish in a couple of weeks and get a few things down. But if you truly wanted to be conversant in Spanish, it's going to take time and repetition and immersion in that culture. And, and the, the truth is, most of us have been speaking a language of a sex-saturated culture our whole lives. Oh. And so looking to change, we're, we're learning to speak a new language sexually. And we've got to not only learn the, the, the word for things and how the words connect, but we've got to understand sentence structure and how to, like, there's a whole lot involved. Now, 
none of it is that, you know, you don't have to be some kind of scientist to go through this, but it's a process of change and growth and learning that frankly, it is a process, but, but walking through it is the same as anything. It's, it's just a step at a time. And back to your original question, like, boy, it sounds kind of hard or complex. It's like, Anyone can do it because day in and day out, it is simple things that we're working on. It it's just the longevity of them that creates lasting change. It's small steps. You know, we, we yeah. talked about it before on Brave Men. Uh, you know, uh, small steps are the start of, to great destinations and small doors can open up to large rooms. And, and uh, you know, let me mention another thing, Jeremy and Tiana uh, Wiles. Uh, helped and you guys were instrumental in putting together a series called the Conquer Series. And uh, Jeremy went through one of your groups. That's one of his testimonies with uh, yeah. Dr. Roberts, Ted Roberts. At the same time, I think he was in the same group as James, James Craft. Could be, yeah, around the same era. Around the same time. And Jeremy and his, and his uh, lovely wife, they, they put together a, uh, with Dr. Roberts hosting, put together, I mean, these guys worked hard and they put together a series called the Conquer Series. And, and we actually have it on our store, cmn.men, and you guys have got it there at puredesire.org. And uh, I think they're cutting it, are they cutting it into a, uh, some shorter pieces, longer? Uh, what they're doing is putting it on a streaming platform. So it's available wow. online, online now. Fantastic. So, so yeah, if you still go to conquerseries.com, you can find out all about that. Okay, conquerseries.com. That is a fantastic resource. And you'll also meet uh, Dr. Ted Roberts in that video. Uh, That's right. He's the host. Is it, is it, was it, because it started as five one hours, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then they subdivided it into 10 weeks okay. just because the videos were so long, people had a hard time watching them and having any time left for discussion. Right. But I remember it seemed to me it was the second one in which uh, he, uh, Dr. Roberts, had the uh, brain, actually had yeah. the brain out there. Was it the second hour? Yep. Yeah, now um, it's sessions three and four. Three and four, okay. And he went through the different parts of how your brain works. And it was fascinating. I mean, I was like, I was mesmerized, man. I was like, I mean, I even forgot about, you know, like Jeremy had uh, – uh, I'm actually in that thing. Come to think of it, you are. You're, you offer out. some great perspective. When they, when they went to the ten parts, did I get cut out? Am I still in there? Yeah, you're gone. No, you're <laughs> you're still in there. <laughs> you're in there, man. That's awesome. Anyway, it's, it's a fantastic series, and I want to recommend PureDesire.org. And then what I'd like to do, Nick, is is uh, kind of like on a regular basis, uh, come back and deal with some specific things in terms of culturally, like uh, let's say that there's a new movie out, like uh, what was that? Uh, 50 Shades of Grey. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was called? And yeah. That was like four or five years ago. And it was like, all these people think, Oh, this is so great. And, and it liberates us. And then they start the hashtag me too movement because of stuff like that. Yeah. There are so many, so many inconsistencies in our culture where on the one hand, we're promoting sexual violence and perversion, but on the other, then on the other hand, we're trying to take a stand against it. And I think that's part of what the call of the church is. And for Christian men and women, it's to be grace-filled truth tellers that can point out the inconsistencies in what our culture is trying to do. It's like, you, you can't both empower women, but then support a pornography industry. Those two things are mutually exclusive because the entire purpose of a pornography film degrades women. 
it's violence against women. So we, we can't say we're pro-women and pro-porn. Those two things don't work. And yet there are things like that all over our society. And we've got to be people that can see that, can question it, and with the strength of the Holy Spirit can stand and say, this isn't working and there's a better way. And that's what the gospel is. The gospel is the better way. You know, we, we talk about, speaking about pornography and films and movies and videos and all that sort of stuff. I see all the time, I see, well, this girl's a porn actress and this is a whatever. And I'm like, you know, she's a victim. Every single, listen, Jim Garlow, my, my great friend who pastored Skyline now has well-versed ministry. He said it this way one day uh, to us, to a group of us guys, we were talking about these issues and, and he said, you know, he said the thing that, that protected his mind and began him on a place of, of really getting righteously angry about it all, he said, uh, was when he realized one day that, that those girls are somebody's daughter. That's somebody's daughter who's being violated. They're, they're not actresses. They're victims. Every single, if you're a man right now and listening and, and you've dabbled in this or looked at it or even have an issue with it, uh, I want to mention puredesire.org. But let's, let's say, let's just put it out there, Nick. The, every single person you see is a victim. Every single woman yeah. you see is being violated. I don't care if they think or if their mindset is, yeah, I'm, I'm financially stable because of, give me a break, man. You know, yeah. Well, and and for every story, there is some successful starlet that started in porn. There's 10 more stories of girls that were forced into it in some kind of sex slavery, um, coercion kind of thing. And when you're viewing that kind of material, the truth is we we don't know. We don't know what's legit, what's been forced, who's there out of choice. And I I think what... It's all slavery, Nick. Yeah, it's it's all... It's all women that are coming out of a very, very broken place. Even though, as I say, they're doing it willingly, there's something very broken in them that that's where they're finding their value and identity. Man, that is so right. And so, you know, when we begin to get a perspective about it like that, it's going to shift what we do, how we do it. And, And then just beginning to build a mindset that's free of, you know, the trigger points or... Uh, you know, as uh, two or three different psychologists that I've talked to about these things, temptation is, is an interesting, fascinating study in the mind, in the brain. But temptation only lasts about two minutes. Actual fight moment. So it's kind of like fight for three minutes. Fight for five minutes, hit that thing, nail it, and then move into a place of freedom. And, uh, you know, habits are never broken. Uh, they're displaced. And so I think that that's part of it. And uh, reading the Word of God, all these things we talk about, it's not just because that's what you do because you're, you know, mindless uh, follower. You, it, it's about building our lives to be strong. Yeah. And that's yeah, what it yeah. does. So, Nick, you know, you're awesome, bro. We appreciate your ministry and everything you do. And I want to talk about these things on a regular basis on Brave Men. And, yeah. Uh, Love to bring you in and and just, you know, say, hey, here's a specific thing that's been happening in culture. What do we do with this? How do we deal with it? But this is a good primer, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's talk. Let's let's learn to, th- you know, what, the way I say it is we need to learn to think biblically about our sexuality. And far too many of us grew up in cultures that frankly detached our biblical worldview and our sexuality. Yeah. And we've, we've never really been taught or trained how to reattach them 
to say it's possible to be a biblical Christ follower, you know, a godly thinker, and, and integrate that with my sexuality and go beyond what we, you know, were talking about earlier, just sex is for marriage and don't do it. And then when you're married, do it. We, we can develop a much more robust approach that helps not only us in our choices and the way we live, but our families and people around us as well. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. You're awesome, man. Sure appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks. Awesome to be a part of this, Paul. Really appreciate it. That is intense. How do you um, go to something and then it transforms you so much that you become a part of that team? Yeah, that's that's an amazing story. And Nick Stumbo, um, you know, he's just such a straight up guy. And, he, you know, the whole time I talked to him, he had so many different things wired in. In other words, you know, here's how we do this. Here's how we do that. That's what I love about Pure Desire. It is a track you can use to get set free of the brokenness of sexual dysfunction in which uh, there's a track. It's not just, hey, hang out, let's see what's going to happen, like a lot of church stuff. Yeah. Well, brother, you know we're going to pray for you, you know, or somebody going, hey, man, you have a cute wife. Why are you doing porn? <laughs> it's like, because it's an addiction. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You know, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with self-worth, self-value, exactly. uh, filtering. Uh, there's all kinds of triggers. And once men learn that, and again, we suggest the Conquer series, which is on our website, cmn.men. Yes. And you can get the Conquer series that Nick Stumbo and Pure Desire and uh, Jeremy Wiles and Dr. Ted Roberts put together. It is a remarkable, uh, really is a remarkable thing. A number of friends who've gone through it, I've watched it. It, it's great. It tells you how the brain's wired, how things go together, or how it gets unwired. You know, how you set up traps for yourself, you know, through through the chemical release of different things. And, um, you know, the issues of pornography aren't just, you know, in fact, probably the least part of the issue of porn is the actual moment when somebody's looking at it. Yeah. It's the residual effect. It's the marriage that gets short-circuited. It's the thinking that changes. Exactly. It's, it's uh, the fogging of wisdom. There's no wisdom. People, you know, guys tell me all the time, I, I didn't expect to get here. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I arrived here. I don't know how this happened. Well, let's track it back a little bit. Well, there's this. And they go, yeah, I know, man. I just started acting out and this stuff happened. You ever see that TV show where they uh, bust guys who have gone online and they're looking for, uh, they're looking to have sex with young girls. Oh, yes. Yeah. What is the name of that show? Dude, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's like yeah. NBC Dateline or one yes. of those shows. The tall uh, white guy that's yes. got the kind of gold white name. hair. Anyway, so this guy walks in and every time, man, guys look at him and go, dude, oh, I knew I shouldn't have been here. I knew I shouldn't have sent the email. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I mean, every time guys go, I knew. So here's the thing, uh, between Chris and I, what we want to tell us and you right now is, you know the right thing to do, let's do it. Go yeah. on cmn.men, click on the stuff, find that video, go with us through Strong Men in Tough Times at, C at the uh, Christian Men's Network YouTube channel. Uh, go through Never Quit. Uh, get, get a prayer partner with you in your own church. Make sure you're part of a faith community. Don't be an island. Yes. Because you're going to get knocked off the island. Definitely. I like that one. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to write that. Good. I'm going to steal that you one. Write, you write that down. <laughs>
Hey, Chris Shields has been with me, and it's been great being with you today on Brave Men. We do have, as Chris mentioned, we have resources uh, for churches to disciple men. We have a pathway to help men become whole and healed, and you'll find all of that at Christian Men's Network, cmn.men, part of the Global Fatherhood Initiative and the uh, things we're doing in over 100 countries around the world, helping men become whole and healed. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for being with me, Chris. And just remember this, hope is alive. Hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.